in a way, I'm a little relieved that we're not doing foot washing in tonight's service. (laughs) Not because I don't believe in the message of servanthood that the ritual embodies. No, it's it's because I have ugly feet. (laughs) We're talking troll under the bridge ugly. Scars from bunion surgery, hammer toes, funky nails, and calluses. Not to mention the cumulative effect of sweating into a pair of thick black socks over the course of a rector's stressful Maundy Thursday. Paradoxically, however, I'm intrigued by pedicures. They seem to promise the impossible. Beautiful feet. About six years ago, I received a gift certificate for a pedicure, my first. And so with some trepidation, I walked my little troll's feet over to the salon. Everyone was very nice, and they smiled a lot at me. They didn't seem to speak much English. I think they were Vietnamese. Even so, as they sat me down, I I tried to explain that my feet were very ugly, and maybe they wouldn't want to do them. He's okay, he's okay, the lady smiled at me. So off went my shoes and socks, and into the warm, bubbly basin went my feet. Soon, I too was smiling. A few minutes later, the woman returned and took my left foot out of the tub. Oh, no, 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 she exclaimed, (laughs) waving her hands in front of her face. That's bad, very bad. She was frowning now. And she shouted something to her co-workers in Vietnamese who craned their necks to look over at my feet. How long you not cut your nails? Uh, six weeks, I muttered, red-faced and sinking into my recliner. No, you cut every two weeks, not six. This is bad, very bad. And she said something else I couldn't understand to the entire room, which started all the other women laughing until they resumed their work on the prettier feet all around me. Then the woman sighed and got to work on me, her little hobgoblin customer. The red-hot embarrassment never left my face the whole time I sat there. When it was over, I got away as fast as possible, leaving an overly generous tip and vowing never to return. There were no pedicures in Jesus' day. Had there been, the disciples might have gotten the reception I did when they turned up at their local salon in Jerusalem. Most of them were fishermen and laborers wearing sandals all day long in a hot, dusty climate. Their feet were not dainty. Still, it was a normal act of hospitality to wash the feet of a guest, especially since they would need cleaning by dinner time. But a slave almost always did this. If the disciples had arrived at the Last Supper, like they did tonight, and had their feet washed by a servant, they wouldn't have given it a second thought. But it was Jesus, their teacher, their master, who got up, disrobed, tied a towel around himself, and knelt down to clean their filthy feet. This was embarrassing, confusing, and even a little offensive. Why would Jesus do this? Well, Jesus was, of course, setting an example of servanthood and humility. He was trying once again 
to demonstrate to his apostles how God's kingdom is not based on hierarchy and power. What we see as important in this world, our money, our success, our intelligence, our reputation, our looks, our personality, our hipness, even our beautiful feet, these are all illusions. The only thing that matters to God is how we treat one another. So through the dramatic act of washing their feet, Jesus shows his disciples and us how important it is to drop our pretensions and simply serve. But still, Peter and the others get a little squirmy because this really messes with their sense of propriety. Most of us are also uneasy with a foot washing ceremony. It's just too intimate. While we might happily drop $30 on a foot massage from a stranger, letting our feet be washed by a fellow congregant can make us squirmy. I think it's because the ritual calls us to two things. Vulnerability and letting our feet be touched and get washed. And humility and washing the feet of another. Feet, they carry our weight all day long hidden away in shoes, low to the ground, unnoticed and disregarded. They are the humblest parts of our body. And when we show our feet to someone else in public, we expose that humility. We make ourselves vulnerable. That's hard to do. It's the kind of thing you want to look away from. And I can't help but wonder whether the disciples felt a similar range of emotions. But here's the thing. Jesus deliberately abases himself by washing their feet to show them as bluntly as possible how much he loves them. He could have done other servants' work. He could have cleaned up the dishes or set the table, but he chose the lowliest act he could undertake for them. Such candidly open love is hard to receive, full on. It's disconcerting. But in his actions, Jesus tells them, tells us, I will do this embarrassing thing for you because I want you to see how intense God's love is for you. Rather than simply tell you over and over I am showing you in a way you cannot rationalize away that I am willing to go this far so you know how much God loves you. And I am giving you a new commandment, a mandatum for this Maundy Thursday that you love one another just as I have loved you. Many of us have something we hide away and let no one else see. A secret shame, a personality trait, an addiction. A part of us we are sure is unlovable. And we are not about to parade it around in public. I have come to believe that our reluctance to participate in foot washing is emblematic of our reluctance to reveal those secret parts of ourselves. So I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but whatever it is that you are keeping hidden away from Jesus, you will never wash my feet, Lord. You are also separating it from his loving embrace. If you only show Christ the parts of you that you deem lovable, you lose the chance to be shown the totality of God's true love, a love that will wash and cleanse and kiss 
even those parts you are absolutely sure are unlovable. What if God truly and humbly and vulnerably loved every last hidden bit of you? Forgave, cleansed, embraced, and welcomed all of you into the kingdom. What would that be like? And who would you be then? The purpose of ritual is to filter intense emotions that are too difficult to face head on. For example, because death is so hard, we hold funerals as a way to channel our grief. Rituals. Tonight, Maundy Thursday, is a night of rituals. Two specifically. The institution of the Eucharist at the Last Supper and the washing of the feet. And what they mediate is that intensity of God's love for us in the person of Jesus Christ and his imminent sacrifice on the cross. So when you take Holy Communion later this evening, do it in remembrance of how much Christ loves you. Let that bread and wine be an ingestion of resolve to try to love better and to let yourself be better loved. And if and when we do have foot washing here at St. Luke's, I pray that you will let yourself love and be loved enough to risk humility and vulnerability then. Remember, as Mr. Rogers once said, love is not a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun like struggle. Love. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right here and now. That includes accepting yourself, ugly feet and all. I still get pedicures. I just really like them. (laughs) I still sometimes get scolded for waiting too long in between visits. I still tip generously. I still have parts of me I can't quite show to Jesus. Maybe next year. Amen.